Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to talk a, a little bit, a lot of bit, about some health issues that we all need to be very cognizant of that we kind of ignore sometimes, right? And part of that happens because we're busy. We're entrepreneurs. We're small business owners. We're moms. We're dads. We're this. We're that. And we kind of let some of these things go. And obviously, when our health declines, it doesn't matter what we're doing with our business because we're not going to be able to enjoy it. And so with that, please join me in welcoming Dr. Christy Michelle Hogue to our program today. Welcome, Dr. Hogue. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm doing well. So excited to be here with you today. So thank you for having me. We're going to have so much fun. But let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this. So Dr. Christy Michelle Hogue is a geriatric trained dental practitioner who is dedicated to providing dental pearls for general dentists, primary care physicians, geri- geriatricians, nurses, dietitians, and all healthcare providers concerned with the oral care needs of geriatric patients. She is the CEO and founder of Mouth Mirrors LLC, an online education company established to help bridge the gap through knowledge and education with an interdisciplinary approach to learning. The overall goal is to encourage health professionals to render compassionate, competent, comprehensive care for the oral health of our most vulnerable older populations. And, you know, I I love this because, you know, according to AARP, I'm in that that age range. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where we we often don't think about our dental health, right? Um, But, you know, before we jump in, I always like to know how it is that my guests got to where they are today. So how did you decide that this was something that you were going to focus your career on? Okay. Um, well, actually, I knew dentistry. I wanted to always go into healthcare. Okay. <laughs> and in high school, I actually, we had to do a paper on uh, um, 
uh, occupation of our interest. Okay. So I actually did dentistry. I was always mm-hmm. intrigued by my, um, from the other side of the spectrum, my pediatric mm-hmm. dentist, Dr. Williams. Um, I loved going to the dentist, uh, you know, unlike a lot mm-hmm. of people. <laughs> um, and so I did this um, report on on dentistry. Mm-hmm. And from there, um, I had the type of mom that would always submerge you. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, shadowed the dentist uh-huh. and um, went on. And I knew that that was the course that I wanted to take. Okay. So I actually threw um, dentistry, went through dental school, and I developed the niche in geriatrics mm-hmm. um, just basically because my grandparents, I, I witnessed ah. them experience ageism okay. on several levels. Um, my paternal grandparents, my grandfather lived to be 95, mm-hmm. and my paternal grandmother lived to be 101. Holy cow. Um, Yes, and all within their right minds, um, fully functional Mm -hmm. and everything. So it was one point my grandfather did have high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a walker (laughs) throughout Mm -hmm. his life. So I think that helped to sustain him. But Mm -hmm. although he did have high blood pressure and congestive Mm -hmm. heart failure, the doctors would say like, oh, you know, we don't really see any need, you know, to continue him on this medication. Mm -hmm. They were kind of writing him off. Right. Why bother? Right. Why mm-hmm. bother? And from there, he actually lived like an additional 10 years. This was when in his 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he lived an additional 10 years. And it always, for me and our family, that was 10 more Christmases or mm-hmm. 10 more holidays right. you know, that we were able to actually mm-hmm. have memories mm-hmm. as opposed to just being counted off as mm-hmm. a number or looking out as a patient. So mm-hmm. although I was not in the um, medical field as a physician, as a dentist, I was led to understand the mm-hmm. neglect that is often found in mm-hmm. oral care for older adults. Right. And that's how I kind of stepped into that. Um, I did a lot of my clinical practice within the VA and Veteran mm-hmm. Affairs Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and bless so, you for that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So we do work with a lot of medically compromised patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and so geriatrics is not just only about those that are aging, but it mm-hmm. is a lot has a lot to do with the special needs mm-hmm. of patients um, who may be in a vegetative state, but mm-hmm. they're in their 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to be able to have the skills to kind of manage their mm-hmm. oral care because it's still in important and it does have an impact right. on the systemic health mm-hmm. and that's often the thing that's forgotten mm-hmm. right well and i love that you work with other medical care providers because they might notice those things um you know and and say hey you know how how long has it been since you've been to the dentist mm-hmm. um you know and and things like that and and like i said you know we sometimes don't don't do it um i'm like you my dentist when i was a child was wonderful. Right. You know, he just, I, I i did not in any way fear going to the dentist, which I know, you know, that is one of the big things. People right. will, like you a, know, they'll do anything before that. going to a dentist, right? <laughs> right. Um, and so I loved him and, and that got me into the habit of going to the dentist, however often they told me. Um, I, I kind of have some oogie teeth, and so I have to go like every six months and I'm perfectly fine with that. I mean, well, you know, they say, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and sometimes I've had to go even more often than that, but you know, I, like it's, and, and I've been very fortunate that every dentist since then has also been good. And so I've never thought, I don't want to do that, but so many people put it off and they, and, you know, and, and they put it off starting at a very early age. And then of course it becomes the habit to not go. Yes. Unlike our experiences, so mm-hmm. many people have experienced a traumatic, right. have mm-hmm. have had a traumatic experience mm-hmm. in their dental appointments, 
um, or they're experiencing it through the bias of maybe a parent who has mm-hmm. that fear. Right. And it's like, oh, you're going to get that shot or you, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like a developed fear mm-hmm. innately without necessarily experiencing mm-hmm. it themselves. Um, so I think that the, it, for me, I took that on as a challenge to dispel the myth. And I try mm-hmm. to greet my patients wherever they are, whether they're kind of holding on to the side of mm-hmm. the chair or if they're happy, you know, mm-hmm. talking to the point where they're trying mm-hmm. to talk over their nervousness. Mm-hmm. I try to get to the to their experience, to the bottom of their experience, right. and then take them from there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is um, a topic that's popular now, and we're actually going to have someone on on our podcast soon mm-hmm. to talk about tr- trauma-induced care uh-huh. um, and just understanding mm-hmm. the mental health st- um, connection with mm-hmm. oral care, mm-hmm. um, whether it's through um, depression, but then also just through trauma, trauma-induced mm-hmm. care, you know, so we right. we basically have to be in tune with that. And I think it's mm-hmm. an it's important as dentists to mm-hmm. understand that and recognize that. And then also provide rational care. You don't want to over-treat or, mm-hmm. you know, provide right. for patients that may be elderly. You know, you want mm-hmm. to understand where they are, understand mm-hmm. their medical background, understand um maybe where they are health-wise mm-hmm. so that you know whether it's beneficial and right. you're making a rational decision. Mm-hmm. You don't want to give them a full mouth extraction when mm-hmm. it's going to um, impede their ability mm-hmm. for their nutrition. You know, you right. want to outweigh the benefits, mm-hmm. the risk versus the mm-hmm. benefits. So I just think it's important that you take take each patient as an individual mm-hmm. and treat them as a whole, right. all the way up mentally mm-hmm. and oral health-wise as mm-hmm. well as their systemic health. Right. You know, and, and to me, dentistry, one of the, the best things is the preventive care part. Yes. You know, you go yes. in and, and I mean, that's why I go in, you know, several times a year is I, I'm getting my teeth cleaned that exactly. often, um, you know, and, 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 you know, sometimes that's not always, you know, I remember years ago because they have like the, you know, when they're doing the polish, it's flavored. Right. Right. <laughs> and for some reason they came up with chocolate. Oh, wow. And that was the nastiest. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was like, whoever came up with this did not, you know, and of course everybody went, Ooh, chocolate. Right. Right. And, right. you know, and, oh no, uh-uh. no, mint, mint is good. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's, it's also one of those things where when you keep up on it, it is easier right. if you have an issue, you know, knock on wood. I have never had a root canal. I've got several crowns yeah. and, and I've had a you know, crown that had to be replaced, but I've never had a root canal. And to me, that's, that's why I do this, right? Who wants exactly. to have a root canal? And I think that's where health literacy comes mm-hmm. in because a lot of times we don't understand how um, m- pretty much all of dentistry is mm-hmm. preventative. Right. No, well, healthcare also is preventative, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but for the most part, as far as dentistry, if you're t- getting your cleanings, mm-hmm. you're staying on top of your mm-hmm. oral care, right. um, won't, and you know, and your home care, because it's not only mm-hmm. when you go to the dentist. I know, you, I never you, floss you, like, like I'm supposed like going to. to church, Sorry. Sermon on Sunday, you got to live the, right. So, with your daily care and mm-hmm. uh, maintenance care is also important. Um, that kind of helps to prevent from mm-hmm. the caries. And then if you do have a cavity, if you mm-hmm. get that taken care of, you mm-hmm. won't get to the point of needing a root canal right. and so on and so on. So it is a progressive thing, but mm-hmm. there's also two sides of the coin because we have some people who don't go due to just, well, maybe three, just neglect. Right. <laughs> the second one is just out of fear because mm-hmm. they don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to, it, you know, they have a fear of the unknown at the right. dentist. And then the other issue, which if there's any politicians out there, is the access to care, mm-hmm. which is a huge issue. Right. So a lot of people are their their care is neglected because they mm-hmm. do not have the insurance. Right. To be, you know, yeah, because it's not care. typically under your medical 
exactly Mm -hmm. exactly and if we're speaking on geriatrics and the hot topic is dental care for our older population Mm -hmm. Um, we have medicare services but Mm -hmm. dental is not covered and that's a huge issue especially Mm -hmm. for our baby boomer population who has invested in their Mm -hmm. teeth and then once they retire yeah you can't and you can't afford it Mm -hmm. right to maintain what you've invested in all of your life Mm -hmm. and that inevitably does affect your systemic health and your ability Mm -hmm. to maintain your nutrition. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Pain, uh, frailty, Mm -hmm. all of it is a cascade. So the oral health does have a a very important Mm -hmm. stance as it relates to overall health. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I think um, Surgeon General David Satcher said it best in 2000, it's a silent silent epidemic. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, two, 23 years later, we're kind of still... We're, we, yeah, we're in the same place. We're mm-hmm. in the same place for the most part. Right. Um, but the barriers to care with transportation and mm-hmm. most importantly, access to care mm-hmm. for certain demographics um, is even with Medicaid, although there may be some dental benefits mm-hmm. Is not preventative. So right. just to say yeah, that it's you when you cavity, when you have an infection or something exactly. like that, then the it kicks thing in. That's covered mm-hmm. is an extraction mm-hmm. versus getting your fillings and mm-hmm. having a root canal and a crown that can help save the mm-hmm. teeth because there's nothing like, right. your, like your natural teeth. You mm-hmm. can say you want dentures, but there's nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> like natural teeth. So mm-hmm. I think even in Medicaid, I mm-hmm. think that if we look at it and we're able to um provide more preventative care mm-hmm. here. Um, scaling and root planning instead of just mm-hmm. a profi. Like right. those things are important because you want to reduce the caries, which is an mm-hmm. infectious disease, and you want to reduce the periodontal disease, which is a chronic disease. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to kind of reduce these things that also play a role in mm-hmm. diabetes. Um, it has a cascade with obesity, um, right. cardiovascular mm-hmm. disease. Um, there's a connection with all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's right. important that we kind of tie that together mm-hmm. and look at it as just as important as our healthcare. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, years ago, my uncle, um, and it was one of these things that you never really noticed, right. but his teeth were all rotten. I mean, they were just horrible and awful. And, and so the reason you didn't notice was he did this, you know, he covered his mouth. Um, mm-hmm. He, he did not smile. He didn't laugh, you know, right. so you kind of had that thing going on there too. So like you talk about mental health things and right. because he didn't want people to see how bad his teeth were. Well, what we didn't, and, but, and he was, he was aging. I mean, you know, he was not elderly, but he looked old right? and, you know, nobody really paid any attention to it. And then somebody finally got this man to the dentist and discovered that his rotting teeth were poisoning his entire body. Um, you know, and, and, and then you add in all the nutritional things like the, you know, that, that were along with there and he had to have, you know, every tooth pulled and, and got dentures and, and this was long enough ago that, um, you know, they, they had to be really pretty, uh, strenuous in, in the care, but the change in him was incredible. Um, you know, all of a sudden he was no longer stooped over and Mm -hmm. he would laugh and he would, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing because you don't think of your teeth as having that much of an effect on your body. It does. And your quality of life. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Right. Your oral health, your quality mm-hmm. of life, your social interactions, mm-hmm. um, people that may not feel comfortable with maybe they have broken down teeth mm-hmm. or they have dentures that are ill-fitting. Mm-hmm. They don't feel comfortable going out to eat mm-hmm. <laughs> places because they feel like they're they right. Have to they're going to have to order mashed potatoes. Or, right. Mm-hmm. Or they're afraid that it's going to drop. So mm-hmm. those are 
major issues that mm-hmm. should be addressed. And a lot of times are kind of swept under the rug or people that are having to live with it day to day. They just kind of, I, I hate to say, suck it up and take it. Right. Um, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But it's, they take it as the mm-hmm. way it is. And it shouldn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. So that's that's part of my advocacy mm-hmm. uh, as it relates to right. oral Yes. You know, and as you mentioned, it's it affects your entire body mentally and physically, Um, you know, and 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 our our beloved seniors have enough issues they have to deal with. You know, so, you know, hello, politicians out there, like you said, you pay attention to this, Um, you know, and and if if their parents aren't going through these issues, they will, you know, either they will or, you know, the, the politicians themselves will be. But exactly. like you said, you know, 23 years we've we've ignored, you know, all of this. Um, but it, it is something that I mean, you know, I, and, and my understanding is George Washington really did not have wooden teeth. Um, but, it, you know, we look back in our history and it is something that people just have not prioritized, exactly. um, you know, and and it, and. And it's not just here. I mean, it's worldwide. It um, is, worldwide. you know, and and which is worse yeah. in other countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely important. Um, I just think that the the education piece is really important, mm-hmm. um, and just understanding the even when it comes to selecting treatment for those mm-hmm. that do have access to care. Right. Um, I feel it's our onus as providers to explain mm-hmm. so that the patients mm-hmm. can make an informed decision. Right. Um, just because if you in certain communities, I'll say even in some African American mm-hmm. communities or some underserved communities, mm-hmm. all because of things you know that we're only taught just to have it pulled, mm-hmm. but nobody really explains that you know well you have the option to have it pulled, but we actually can save this by right getting, we might be able to put a crown uh, on it or right right so there are other options and then the education on just basic oral health, mm-hmm. um, some things that we think some people think that they're brushing but they may not be brushing mm-hmm. adequately. And if we're never really taught how to brush mm-hmm. and then it's passed down, you're just telling your children, oh, right. go brush your teeth. But no one's really teaching you how to brush. Mm-hmm. And then some people say, well, I, I brush my teeth. I do. Mm-hmm. So, and they're still having cavities. They don't understand why. But the education mm-hmm. piece is not there. Right. Um, and also, the, I go back to the oral and systemic health Um I went to Howard University, mm-hmm. um, and while I was there, uh, Howard University College of Dentistry, that's mm-hmm. where I went to dental school, um, and while I was there, there was a young a young boy, DeMonte Driver, who mm-hmm. unfortunately passed due to a dental infection, just Ooh. due to not having access mm-hmm. to care. Um, there are certain areas in the mouth, what we call the cavernous triangle, mm-hmm. um, where there is no barrier, so a dental infection mm-hmm. can easily travel, the infection can easily right. travel Right. Yeah, into your so brain. Mm-hmm. Exactly, travel mm-hmm. to the brain. So these things are important to mm-hmm. educate our community so right. that you're not taking these things mm-hmm. lightly. And also, we're not, I'm sure the ER doctors can say they see a lot of patients that come in with dental pain, mm-hmm. dental issues, because they don't have access to do the preventative right. care like we spoke mm-hmm. of earlier. Yeah, and so they come in with an infection with all sorts of right. issues. And you're kind of just treating that problem right mm-hmm. there, but never getting to the root of the yeah. 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 They give them antibiotics to right. clear antibiotics, up the infection. If you don't deal with the source of the, right. mm-hmm. of the, um, of the infection, it's mm-hmm. just going to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. Right. You know, and, and it is, you know, there's, and it's not just teeth. I mean, there's oral cancers, 
There's yeah. all sorts of other things. And, and, you know, I always get a kick out of my dentist too. You know, I, I really like, or I would change dentists. I mean, you know, I'm like that with any, you know, if I don't like my provider, then I go somewhere else. Um, and the nice thing is I have that luxury where I can do that, but you know, he's always doing the now stick out your tongue, you know, and I'm like, and because, because he's checking for, you know, oral cancers. To do those yeah. oral cancer screenings. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, and I must say also for our, our uh, viewers and listeners mm-hmm. who do not have teeth, it's still important mm-hmm. to go to the yes. dentist mm-hmm. for that oral screening because mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like, oh, I don't have teeth. I don't have, right. have dentures, mm-hmm. but you still can develop a mm-hmm. lesion or oral cancer that mm-hmm. needs to be assessed. So it's important to mm-hmm. get that screening annually. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yes. You know, and, and uh, granted, if they're going for, say, an annual physical with their primary care doctor, they might look, they might not. I mean, and you know. That's so true. Mm-hmm. So again, I, if I can get on my little soapbox, I always urge our, as a mm-hmm. geriatric trained dentist mm-hmm. who has been trained under some geriatricians mm-hmm. and physicians, I always urge our geriatric, especially our geriatricians, mm-hmm. but also our general practice and family mm-hmm. practice physicians to do those basic oral mm-hmm. exams. Um, we also, at Mouth Mirrors, we can train the trainer. Um, we try to teach you how to do those oral care exams. Okay. Um, just the importance mm-hmm. of or the oral exam, mm-hmm. because some people don't have access. You're the only provider that they're mm-hmm. seeing um, as their physician. Mm-hmm. And if it's not brought up about oral care or the importance of mm-hmm. oral care, some patients still don't feel that it's as important. Right. Because they may not have access to mm-hmm. a dentist. Right. So well, and a, and a lot of time the the primary care doctor or you know geriatric doctor may assume they're going to a dentist. Exactly. And unfortunately a lot of times that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we just want to co- kind of provide that access. Mm-hmm. And the other roadblock that I often find is some geriatricians who actually want to advocate mm-hmm. and send patients to their dentist, but they just don't have the insurance or the mm-hmm. access to care. So right. even though they say they want to refer them, the patient can't mm-hmm. go because mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have the resources. Right. Yeah. Because as we said, most insurances, you know, mm-hmm. a standalone, you know, you, you have to have separate insurance that is dental insurance. Um, and that's gotten more complicated. I mean, you know, like, you know, my husband and I both totally as a fluke, go to the same dentist. I mean, you know, it was one of these things where, you know, it was, why are you getting mail from my dentist? Well, because it's my dentist too. Right. Right. Um, And so, but they no longer take one of the large dental providers. They don't accept it now. They, and so we have to pay when we're in there. Um, and then they will bill and then we get reimbursed. So it's not that we're out of pocket, but, um, you know, there is that gap in there, you know, where you're waiting to get paid. And unfortunately, we are at the age where, you know, are typically when you're in, it costs a little bit more. Um, yeah. And uh, which, you know, in many cases, then people are going to go, no, I got a car payment, I got a mortgage payment, I got to eat. So mm-hmm. they're they're not going to do that. And and so, you know, that's that's an insurance issue, you know, if and 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 we asked him, we said, why are you no longer accepting the big guy? I mean, it's Delta Dental, right? I think they're probably right. one of the biggest... And they said, because they pay so slow. <clears throat> now, the funny thing is they reimburse us just like that. Wow. And, and so once it's submitted, we get reimbursed really fast. And, and so it's, it's not that the funds aren't there. They right. just pay the provider slow. And, and so that is a totally different advocacy issue. Um, yeah. You know, those providers need paid because they, they are a business. Exactly. You know, yes, they are providing exactly. this service, but they have, mortgages or you know they have rent they have to do they have employees employees they have to pay pay, and if the insurance providers are slow on paying you know they're gonna they're gonna have to to you know do like like i said you know no longer accept the insurance 
Right, right. Yes, that's definitely an unfortunate case and, mm-hmm. and far too often the mm-hmm. case. So, yes. Right, right. You know, and and it is, you know, as we said, it's, it is just absolutely so important because it's it's kind of like the top of your body, right? It is right, the top of your right. body. And, and so then everything flows down from that. Um, your digestion, your mental health, I mean, all of that. Um, it's, it's the start of our digestive system. Um, mm-hmm. Our cavity is the beginning mm-hmm. of the digestive system. So mm-hmm. it's important right. that we watch what we're eating, mm-hmm. how we're eating, mm-hmm. um, the importance of being able to actually properly chew your food mm-hmm. so that you can develop what we call that bolus to swallow properly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, yes, it definitely mm-hmm. is. You know, speaking of that, and this just popped into my head, so I'm not sure that that you can discuss this, but you know, one of the the issues with seniors um, is when they have dementia and Alzheimer's, and so chewing and swallowing is more of a challenge. Yes. And so, do you work with your patients on that, or you know, how does that work? Um, well, if they do have dementia or mm-hmm. some of the other more challenging cognitive. Mm-hmm. Um, impairments, a lot of times it comes to working with the caregivers mm-hmm. and working with the nurses, depending on if the patients are homebound okay. or if they're in long-term care mm-hmm. um, institutions. And then also, I think it's important in knowing your patients so that you're able mm-hmm. to kind of recognize when right. there is a change mm-hmm. in their mental status or maybe mm-hmm. a change in the way that they may come in a little more disheveled. Sometimes we are the mm-hmm. ones that are recognizing that, you right. know, from a patient that kind of keeps themselves mm-hmm. up a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they may be going through a depression, mm-hmm. different things like that. As a dental provider, I think it's important that you kind of um, keep an eye out for mm-hmm. your patients. Right. Um, but as it relates to back to your question, the patients that have cognitive impairment issues, um, I, we again <laughs> with mouth mirrors, that's what we're mm-hmm. here to train trainers mm-hmm. um, for nursing homes, for long term care mm-hmm. facilities, help them get in place programs. Because what we find is a lot of times with the long term care facilities um, on the charting, maybe mm-hmm. oral care is just a check mark. Ah, so okay. You may have like a patient that is a little more resistant. Mm-hmm. So understanding basic techniques that you can use mm-hmm. to kind of help overcome some of those mm-hmm. barriers for patients. And then there are some days when a patient just doesn't want to be bothered. And that's okay. But it, we're all like that, right? Leave me alone. Right, right, like <laughs> right, right. But it's important to know just to kind of circle back. And it's mm-hmm. a, a lot of times I've found in my experience, it's all in your approach. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if you come to the patient um in a caring and and basically speaking to them and explaining to them what you're going to do instead of Mm -hmm. just going forward and Mm -hmm. doing it as if it's a job, I think it's important Mm -hmm. to kind of speak to them and explain to them, especially for those that are cognitively Mm -hmm. impaired. I don't want to catch them off because they may become combative. Mm -hmm. Um, There are several different ways you can look at Mm -hmm. it. Additionally, patients that have had neurological issues such as a stroke or Mm -hmm. disease um, where maybe their muscles have atrophied Mm -hmm. in the in the um, right you might have um, to have a therapy mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and a lot of times there's you'll find that patients pocket food so a lot of times people will say oh mm-hmm. they're just keeping the food in but it's because of the weakness of their muscles mm-hmm. that they're not able to kind of chew the food as mm-hmm. well and swallow it mm-hmm. so i say connect with your speech and language pathologist mm-hmm. because we all are a team when it comes mm-hmm. to helping those patients as right. they get to advanced stages yeah yeah because it's it's interesting sometimes people literally forget how to chew and swallow yes yes we do find that in the advanced stages especially Mm -hmm. like with alzheimer's disease Mm -hmm. in advanced stages patients may forget to chew forget Mm -hmm. to eat um or they chew and they don't swallow and right Mm -hmm. right so a lot of prompting is important Mm -hmm. to kind of prompt the patient Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of times they'll have one on one centers that can kind of sit and help mm-hmm. prompt the patient. Right. Um, the caregivers, a lot of times we find that a lot of the spouses are caregivers or children mm-hmm. are caregivers to their parents. And you want to kind of know your parent or know your spouse to kind of mm-hmm. prompt them. But right. it's important a lot of times because we get so overwhelmed with everything else and caregiving that oral care is often mm-hmm. forgotten. Right. But it is important because mm-hmm. there's um, you can aspirate mm-hmm. the bacteria mm-hmm. that develops right. in your mouth mm-hmm. um, and can lead to aspiration pneumonia. Mm-hmm. So there's several different areas where oral mm-hmm. care is important just because it will lead right. to other issues down the line. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, it's the approach. It's right. not saying swallow your food. Right, it's, right. You know, I mean, I'm gonna brush your teeth. Open up. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know, and and you know, we all you know, hopefully recognize the fact that many times, you know, they the, the someone with dementia or Alzheimer's or you know some other cognitive thing regresses, yeah. and so you know, sometimes it's you know, chew and chew and chew, like you talk to yeah, it. Sometimes child, right, it, it, that is a technique. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want to sing along with the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say hand. I mean, <laughs> we can go through some of the techniques, mm-hmm. but you know kind of hold their hand and helping mm-hmm. them with it um coming from behind you never you always want to kind of face them so that they know what's right. going on so that you're not startling them mm-hmm. but yes we do yeah because then they're going to choke and you're going to have a different issue have another <laughs> issue right we don't want that mm-hmm. yes but we do go through a lot of those techniques and with our train the trainer mm-hmm. session and then also like i said we we teach um, peers for nurses or mm-hmm. other healthcare disciplines, mm-hmm. but then also some of our students that are coming up. Mm-hmm. As I've taught a lot of medical residents, mm-hmm. uh, even as a dentist, mm-hmm. just the importance of oral care as it right. relates to the older um, mm-hmm. adults so that they're aware and able to train mm-hmm. their staff um, right. on what to do. Because a lot of times is we don't know what we don't know mm-hmm. or things that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important. Yeah. yeah, because we're thinking they're 80, 90 years old. Of course they know how right. to chew and swallow. Right. But, you know? And like yeah. I said, I still don't floss like I'm supposed to, right? <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And I think it's also important just to also pay attention because they may not be able to express to you if they're right. feeling pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but there may be certain things where they're holding their jaw mm-hmm. or grimacing when they're eating or chewing. Mm-hmm. Um, you may notice that on one side they mm-hmm. you know, try to avoid. So you want to kind of watch right. those different things. And yeah, we're doing a little happen. chipmunk over here. Right, <laughs> right, right. So you want to make sure because that may be something where you may want to take them into the dentist mm-hmm. to be assessed because there may be something going on, mm-hmm. but they're just not able to express it to you right. due to their condition. Right. Well, and, and sometimes we just don't even recognize it. Um, you know, I was on vacation uh, a year or so ago on vacation, of course, because this never happens when we're, we're you know, at home and right, my gold crown popped out. You know, I'm sitting there looking at my gold crown at 10 o'clock at night in this hotel room going, <laughs> this is not good. Right. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, got into the, you know, found a dent, I did, you know, multiple phone calls the next morning before I found one who would get me in on an emergency basis oh, um, and went in nicest man in the world. And, you know, and, and he said, there's no point in me. He said, does it hurt? The, the key. Right? right. And I said, no, there's, there is no pain, which was very strange. I mean, you know, my right. crown had popped right. off and, um, and he said, well, as long as it doesn't hurt, I'm not going to do anything to it. He said, okay. you know, but he said, you're the, for the rest until you can get in to see your dentist, you're gone. You're on one side. Right? right. So it meant that I couldn't have the steak that everybody else had, you know, and all those, right. because 
But what mm-hmm. happened was I got into, and I mean, I saw my dentist within a week. I mean, it was, you know, because I, my next call was back to here to say, right. eep, eep. Um, and, you know, and, and obviously they got me in very, very quickly, but, um, you know, I got into the habit of chewing on one side and didn't even realize that I wasn't chewing on the other side until weeks later. I mean, it was kind of one of those things where I finally realized, wait a minute, Um, you know, and, and so, I mean, that happens too. We just, you know, we get used to, you know, chewing on one side and don't even stop to think, well, why am I not chewing on the other side? It doesn't right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I want to say you did the right thing in trying to seek out your dentist. Mm -hmm. Um, And at least he was able to tell you that Mm -hmm. everything was stabilized. Um, But we just always want to push that every time, even though things don't hurt, it doesn't necessarily mean. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still needed to go in. You were on top of it, which is the good thing. (laughs) Well, and you know, it was one of those where, you know, my first thought was, Oh, if this screws up, I am going to have to have a root canal, right? That's the the, right. the, the you know the big thing. The um, but yeah, I mean, it was just because I'm like, and and it was you know, I thought there shouldn't be something crunchy in my mouth, and then I re- and luckily I you know I didn't swallow the crown. Right. Um, and uh, but but yeah, it, it's it is one of those things where we don't really you know, or, or we get used to it. Oh, it's a twinge. It's a twinge. Right. Or uh, shouldn't chew ice on that side or, you know, watch right. the coffee, well, all of those things. Uh, right. <laughs> and and there's an issue. I mean, your body is saying, excuse me. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know I heard one um, dentist before I always speak of having a tooth extracted. It's like an amputation, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. is true. You know, a lot of times we'll just say, mm-hmm. oh, just pull it, just pull it. But this is a part of your normal anatomy. Mm-hmm. So you want to look at it as like, it's not, it's not necessarily right. um in a uh, part of aging mm-hmm. to lose your teeth mm-hmm. although all right yeah i mean there are people who are in their hundreds who that, have their yeah, teeth that's right not, that's mm-hmm. not a natural part of aging mm-hmm. i want to dispel that myth but mm-hmm. it does happen over time mm-hmm. to you know different things or poor mm-hmm. maintenance but is it doesn't have to mm-hmm. say that aging Right. Well, and, you know, as you've been saying, keeping up on those things, you know, the the last dental procedure that I had, I had to have a filling replaced. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and they were, you know, blessed, like I said, love my dentist, and they they were apologetic. And I said, you need to understand this filling is over 30 years old. <laughs> And, okay. and yeah, I'm like, you know, day. yeah, it, as a natural thing, you know, that the tooth was probably going to decay around that. I mean, that was right, just, right. um, and you know, it was, it was, you know, this very simple, short little procedure, which was really funny because it was right after I had my thyroid removed, like two days. Oh, and wow. so I could not speak at all. And oh. so I had, you know, when I got to the office, I had told him, I said, it's not COVID, not COVID, right? You know? <laughs> and yeah, you know, no need to be afraid and, and all of those things. And so, you know, I was able to write notes and do all that and explain, yeah, no, I had surgery and, and, and I had a bandage. I mean, it was pretty, right. um, but you know, and, and so they said, Oh, he might not want to do this. Okay. Right. You know, and so I go back in and they get me all prepped and, and he, of course, you know, had no problem with it, but they gave me a clipboard. So that if there was an right. issue, I could write on it. And I'm thinking, if there's an issue, I'm just going to whack him with it. I'm not going to write, ow. I mean, you know, right. um, but, you know, it, there there was no problem at all. Um, awesome. And uh, so, but yeah, it was like, 
okay, I'm, you know, and, and, um, but it, it, you know, the clipboard had allowed me to write to him. Here's what's going on. Here's why I can't, you know, and, and all, you know, yeah, no, keep us posted. No, I'm just going right. to, um, but you know, that, the, what that shows though is you need to have open communication, you know, yeah. and, and because I told them, you know, okay, I'm not sick. This yeah. is why I have no voice, um, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and of course COVID just, totally through dental care. I mean, that was, and, and that was one of the things where I think so many people may have gotten used to not going, um, right. you know, because was, yeah, 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 that was, that was not good. We had patients in the middle of getting crowns that right. had to stay within the, mm-hmm. because the offices were closed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we definitely have to try to get back on track with that, but mm-hmm. yeah, fortunately COVID was not a right. positive. Well, and I mean, they're still all, you know, you go in and you feel kind of like, you know, you're, you're a hazardous material because they're still in gowns. They're still, you know, they <laughs> right, still have the, right. the shield and the masks. And, but I mean, you know, the, the mouth is obviously the germiest exactly. place in your body. And exactly. so they're, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> we shouldn't be surprised that they're protecting themselves. Right. And it's just, I guess, an advance with, with our, what we call the PPE. I know mm-hmm. in the early eighties, even before people mm-hmm. didn't wear gloves and then there was the infectious. Right. Mm-hmm. HIV and different mm-hmm. other infectious diseases where mm-hmm. we had to start wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. add more to the PPE, right. the protective, mm-hmm. protective wear. Yes. So. Well, and, and just little things. I mean, you know, I remember deciding not to go back to a dentist because she didn't have like the, the, the big light. Right. She did not have any covering on it, um, right. in, in, you know, on, on the handle where she touched oh, it over and over right. again. And yeah. I was so used to that being completely done every time. And I was like, exactly. I'm just not wild about this. Now, exactly. she clearly felt that it was okay, but it was like, right. mm. and, <laughs> and so, of course, the impression was if she's not as as attentive there, maybe she's not attentive on other things. And um, that's so very true. Yeah. It's, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. That's something you do want to look for mm-hmm. when you go into your right. dental offices. Yeah. Right. As a patient, you want to be your own advocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I talk to people about that all the time. And we actually talked about that because you had me as a guest on your podcast. I was very yeah. honored to be on Aging Pearls. Um, and and it's a it's a great podcast. But we, you know, I'm I, like I said, AARP might, may think I'm in that category, but I don't put myself there. <laughs> um, but we talked about the fact that you have to advocate for yourself. Yes. And if you can't, you have to have someone who can, which is one of the biggest issues with seniors, um, you know, and, and so if you are a caregiver, whether you're family, whether you're a medical provider, whatever, you have to be advocating for for those that you're taking care of. Exactly. And kind of push forward with that and speak up for them, mm-hmm. even if a provider says something. Mm-hmm. I know I was just coming. This is another example with my grandparents, but my grandmother, who was a completely edentulous and she wore mm-hmm. a complete upper and lower denture, mm-hmm. was complaining about um, having pain. She was like, every time I just touch right here, I would just mm-hmm. touch right here. And the pain just shoots up on the side of my face. Yikes. how she would describe it. You know, uh-huh. shoots up. And I'm thinking back in my textbooks, like, I mean, am I learning, you know, because I was mm-hmm. recently. And you, so you're trying to be granddaughter and dentist exactly. at the same and, time, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. And I'm like, that sounds like, I remember the names so clearly. It was mm-hmm. Tick De La Rue. It's, it's called trigeminal neuralgia. And it gives that shooting or electric. That zing. So, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So she was just saying, just when I put my denture in. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually came, I flew down. She was in Ohio and I flew mm-hmm. down to go with her to her dental appointment. Mm-hmm. And 
that the dentist was trying to just make the adjustments with the denture and then he sent her back like try this you know mm-hmm. which is what we do mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. what I was saying but her what she describes and I feel that as providers we have to really listen to mm-hmm. our patients because mm-hmm. they may not be able to explain exactly right. what's mm-hmm. going on in the terms that we see it mm-hmm. but we have to kind of hear through what they're mm-hmm. saying and I was saying she's saying it's a shooting pain it's not just like you know when she bites down and it's only in one area you know so mm-hmm. like, she needs to go see a neurologist you know right Chrissy's mm-hmm. looking at me like just you think you know you know he's just out of school and everything but actually she did finally get that mm-hmm. um referral and that's exactly what it was mm-hmm. the tragic neurology and he came back and said like out of the I think he had said he practiced for 30 years he had only seen it one time ah so, so she educated him Right, right. Mm-hmm. But it was just interesting how, you know, I just always say we have to listen to mm-hmm. our patients and right. as opposed to just kind of getting mm-hmm. what they're saying. Sometimes mm-hmm. what they're saying is a little deeper than right. what we hear, what they're able right. to express. Well, and we as patients have to tell you what's going on. Right. Um, you know, that's that's one of the biggest things that, that I talk to people about, and especially medical care providers is, you know, they will say, you know, so Deb, how are you feeling today? And I'll say, fine. Right. right. And Ooh. and that okay. can mean anything from I'm going to run a marathon or right. I'm about to keel over. Right. You know, and, exactly. and so you have to pry and you have to ask a little bit more. And it's so funny because I see lots of doctors I'm you know, and, <laughs> all the time. And, um, you know, and so I, I do hunky dory. So, you know, how you doing? I'm hunky dory today. Right. And and so they know, OK, that's good. And if I ever don't do that, then they know there's an issue. Um, you know, and, and, but, you know, it's, it, but we do expect people to read our minds. I remember, um, my father, um, he would have been in his late eighties Okay, and, and I went to, I, you know, he, he lived up in the mountains of Colorado and I happened to be there and, and he had gone to the doctor, medical doctor, um, mm-hmm. who was only four years older than me. And so that was part of this was, you know, oh, he's just this youngster. Um, And he'd known him since he was, you know, six years old. Right. Um, Right. And so he had two issues. And so he, you know, he went to the doctor, he came home and I mean, you know, he's very independent. There was, I, he didn't want me to go with him. So I didn't take him, you know, and, and, um, but, you know, he came back and I said, well, what do you say about this? And he said, oh, such and such and such. And I said, well, what do you say about the other? Nothing. What do you mean? And he said, well, I didn't tell him about it. I said, what? And he said, he should have known. And I said, he's not psychic. Right. <laughs> so I picked up the phone and I said, Mike, he's got to come back. <laughs> right, right. Tell but, you about you know, and, and I think that is part of it, though. You know, we joke, but we do assume that our medical care providers are very well educated. We're not assuming that they are very well educated, but then we assume that they should know what's going on with us. And, you know, and, and we're not bothering them to say, I got this weird twingy thing going on. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's important in it. it, The, um, it's important on both ends for the mm-hmm. provider and the patient to for the provider to kind mm-hmm. of dig a little deeper. And like you mm-hmm. said, for the patient to kind of explain everything mm-hmm. that's going on, or express everything that's going on, but for the provider to also look a little deeper to understand mm-hmm. that what they're saying are they really mm-hmm. saying this watching right. body language like you mm-hmm. said you come in and you say oh i'm okay but what does okay really mean you right know, so yeah am i am i smiling and laughing right right mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of times and even a lot of times with our older population we come from that paternalistic mm-hmm. um 
um, thought process where the, whatever the doctor says, that's what I'm going right. to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you shouldn't do that, but it's important to explain everything so mm-hmm. that you can help. And for the doctor to explain everything mm-hmm. so that the patients can make an informed decision mm-hmm. as opposed to just what they're being told to mm-hmm. do, you know. So I think that that, that is a big key to, right. to right. educate our patients and, mm-hmm. and kind of not speaking the jargon, but kind of tame it mm-hmm. down speaking layman's terms so that mm-hmm. our patients are understanding exactly what we're saying and sometimes in the case tell show do let the patient explain it back to you to make sure that they have an understanding of ah, what okay said. Mm-hmm. Yes, i think it's important right right so you know you you know we've we've taught you specialize in geriatric care and you're a youngster um do you find that that causes issues um and and i always think it's it is very important whatever we do that we find our niche and and we del you know we we developed that, but do you find it's a challenge because you are many years younger than your patients? Yes, um, I find it a challenge a lot of times, even with some of colleagues. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they feel that I'm just kind of younger in the mm-hmm. in the um, uh, in the field, but mm-hmm. it kind of has made me to be a little more well read. I think you have to be okay. a little okay. at the top of the game because you know that people may have certain expectations, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a minority in age, race, mm-hmm. um, uh, any mm-hmm. <laughs> any area. I mm-hmm. think it's important that we kind of are well read, and I feel that that's important on behalf of my patients to be mm-hmm. able to, to speak on their behalf, even right. if it's to another healthcare provider. Mm-hmm. Or the family members. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and, you know, when we speak with someone who clearly is knowledgeable, then mm-hmm. we forget about that age. Um, and I think that's usually what happens because they may come in and have a certain bias or they may mm-hmm. look and say, like you said, mm-hmm. oh, you, how do you know you're, you're going to tell me what to do? You know? Right. Oh, yeah. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. I try. I have learned not to take offense to any mm-hmm. of it. I'm just going to stay professional and explain, mm-hmm. you know, what I see and what my recommendations are. Mm-hmm. But then I always leave it to say, but you're the patient and you can make mm-hmm. your decision based on right. my recommendations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I leave it like that. I try right. not to force any mm-hmm. treatment on anyone. Right. Well, and and of course, when we're older, most of our providers are going to be younger. I mean, you know, there's just that, well, yeah. you know, when you right. reach you know, that age, they're, you know, they, they've retired. Right. Right. Um, and so, I mean, it's just, but, you know, yeah, I mean, every once in a while I will have, you know, a healthcare provider who I look at and I think I have shoes older than you. Um, <laughs> but I've also found that, you know, part of that too is they are more up to speed on a lot of new techniques, new processes, all of those things, because right. it is less time since they got out of you know whatever school that they had attended. Um, and then there's the whole technology thing. Uh, right. You know, it was it was very interesting to me when I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. I had seen an endocrinologist who said, "You're healthy, go away." I mean, literally, he said. Um, and, and so, you know, I had this diagnosis, we knew, yes, you know, that the tests had come back as, you know, the, the, um, as positive, we knew this was cancer. And so I reached out to him through that, the online system. Right. And I said, you know how you said, go away and don't come back unless there's a problem. Hello. Um, you know, right, and, you know and, and so I explained, okay, here's what's going on. You know, been diagnosed with, with this and this and this, and within you know, 10 minutes, boom, he responded. And, you know, and, and he, and he is probably one of my younger physicians that, that I have, and I do have quite a few. Um, but 
that that's just his, you know, he is so used to doing that. Now, granted, mm-hmm. a lot of seniors are not going to do that. I mean, they're going to go, we have to go online to do this. But right. it, it impressed me so much because, you know, the, it, one of the things that, you know, he, he said almost right away, he said, you know, I'm sad you're back. <laughs> you know, and he said, "But now we're going to take care of you." And and I said something along the lines of, "Okay, I have a surgeon, I have my primary care doctor, I have my oncologist," and and his response was, "I'm in charge." Okie dokie. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, he said, "I work with those other people, especially right. the oncologist." Um, and he said, "But nope, this is this is my this special is area." And right. so I went, "Okay, fine." Um, and. And that was how it was. And it it always will be, um, you know, and, and it's funny because they have all, you know, the primary care doctor was like, okay, I'm out of this now. Y'all take care. Um, but even my oncologist said, you know, what he says is, is what goes. Um, but again, that, that all comes back into this advocacy thing. Yeah. You know, if we're not comfortable with our healthcare provider, then change if you exactly. can, you know, if I understand. Can, yeah. You know, if you're on a certain insurance or, you know, you mentioned that that you are so blessed to be working at the VA. You know, some people are not, they have to go to the VA if they want right. care. So, um, but, you know, there are other providers in those institutions right. where, you know, hopefully they can find somebody that they click with. Um, and, um, but, but yeah, it's, we, we are the people in charge of our treatment, not our healthcare providers and exactly. heaven forbid, not our insurance companies. And that's a totally different soapbox, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And as family members, we are, have to be the advocate mm-hmm. for our right. family mm-hmm. members because if God forbid something happens, it's good to have an advocate. It's good mm-hmm. to also right. speak and get mm-hmm. your healthcare proxy, mm-hmm. get those in affairs mm-hmm. in order. Right. From the have them in, in legal writing, folks. Exactly, mm-hmm. because you want to express how mm-hmm. you want to be treated, how you right. know the advanced directives, mm-hmm. things that you want to have in place. Um, you kind of want to put those things in place early mm-hmm. on, not to say that something is wrong, but it's better to have it in place right. because mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily always have to be aging. Um, mm-hmm. it could be an accident right. or mm-hmm. anything can happen at any given time. Mm-hmm. So in life, we want to always be prepared mm-hmm. in that right. Room. Right. Um, because like you said, we want to advocate mm-hmm. for ourselves, but when we can't, we want to make mm-hmm. sure that we have the right people in place to speak right. on our behalf. Yeah. And, and obviously make sure that they know what your wishes are, especially exactly. if it concerns, um, you know, uh, your, your, your healthcare directives, because, you know, do you want continued care, you know, all of those various things. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it is still, you know, sometimes ultimately their decision, if right, you are not right. able to do that, but you know, if if you're not wanting, say, a DNR, uh, you know, if you do not want resuscitated, if you don't want intubated, things like that, they may say, no, we want to keep mom, grandma, husband, whoever around right. forever. Right. But have those discussions and and have tell them this is why I don't want that. And and obviously, you know, we saw a lot of that, especially with intubation during COVID. Um, exactly. And so it was like, okay, is this just to help me breathe? Right. Or something different, um, you know, and, and uh, where it's, it, you know, like, uh, you know, a, a, something that is permanent type of, of thing. Right. And even in dentistry for mm-hmm. the simple things such as extractions, right. um, 
their informed consent mm-hmm. is an ethical issue. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. you have to have, if you're not able to, or you don't have the capacity mm-hmm. to consent for mm-hmm. yourself, you have to have somebody mm-hmm. who can stand in the gap and that's considered quote mm-hmm. unquote a legal guardian for you to provide that care. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we cannot, even if we see the need, right, you can't mm-hmm. move forward without that informed right. consent. So there are certain ethical mm-hmm. guidelines. Right. And that's where, especially if you're in you know, if it, it, a, a care facility, you know, right. you need to have that taken care of because you might have done it for your medical doctors, exactly. but, you know, have it for your dentists also. And whether it's that, you know, somebody at the community, the facility has that, uh, you know, that ability, or if they have to, you know, contact a family member or, or whoever, you need to have all of that in place. And, and again, folks, we're not, you know, it, it's just, you know, it's, it, and it's, it's pretty easy to do. I mean, when I first did my, you know, my uh, healthcare directive, I went online. It you know, right, it was really right. pretty and it was, you know, it was as simple as my husband, you know, is, like is I mean, it was like one page. I mean, it was pretty simple. Now mine's a little bit more complicated, but um, but yeah, it's it's pretty simple to do. And I would hope that those listening are thinking, you know, do I need to talk with mom, grandpa, whoever exactly. about that? And yes, you do. Um, you know, if if they do, if you know that they do not have that in place, then talk to them about it. And if they do have it in place, know who it is, you know, cause that's the other thing, you know, you see, and we see this all the time, you know, somebody is in an accident, they get to the hospital, nobody knows who's in charge. (laughs) Right. Nobody knows. (laughs) You know, and, and so just make sure that you've, you've, you know, communicated all of that. And, and it's, it's tough questions. I mean, you know, you're, you're not wanting to scare them to say right. so, you know, but it's kind of, you know, so that's where it is better to have it set up long before you need it. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and remember it too. I mean, you know, there are things change, you know, like you might've had somebody that, you know, you had designated that's no longer part of your life yeah. for whatever reason. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and legally, they might still be the people in charge. Right. You know? So you want to keep those things updated. Too. I divorced that like person. Saying, right. With life insurance as well, which I too, you know, uh-huh. provide um, with the life insurance. I am. Oh, yeah. Life insurance that, doesn't matter in the slightest. If you have them on that paper. Yeah. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But yeah. Well, oh my gosh, Dr. Hope, this is, has been so enlightening um, and hopefully thought-provoking for everyone, even though it's a little bit different from what we normally talk about. I think we've talked about some things that you know are very important here, but tell us a little bit more about Mouth Mirrors. Um, Well, Mouth Mirrors is basically an online education platform. Um, We do provide home health products or supplies for for patients, family members who may have a hard time finding Mm -hmm. certain things to kind of help in mm-hmm. aiding with the oral care of their aging family member or mm-hmm. care, you know, loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our podcast, Aging Pearls, as you mentioned earlier. Um, and then we also provide, um, I serve as a virtual faculty. Like I said, I've served on okay. faculty for other universities. Um, mm-hmm. and we do that virtually as well um, for other universities, for dental and medical schools, mm-hmm. um, as well as we're opening to some nursing programs. Okay. Um, in addition to that, the nursing homes, if, mm-hmm. if anyone is interested in, in services, we have a six-week intensive oh. or the long-term mm-hmm. 12 months, which is more so for the mm-hmm. side. I love it. So how do people find out more about this and and how do they contact you? 
Yes, they can um, contact me on the website, www.mouthmirrorsllc.com. Um, and our contact information is there and they can reach out to us. <laughs> I love it. And you're actually about 10 minutes from me. Um, yes, which I was, which is, I was so I funny really when we initially that. met because <laughs> nothing's close in Atlanta. And, exactly. and, and so, you know, we discovered that you were so close, but you are based here in Atlanta. Um, yes. And so again, thank you for your service to our veterans through, you know, because you, you do work with the VA. And I think that's just such, you know, that is, that is, you know, our veterans and our seniors are those populations that unfortunately we forget about. Um, And so thank you so much for taking care of those folks for us. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, yeah, this this has been absolutely wonderful. We've been having such a, a fun conversation about something that you know does people don't always think is fun, right? Um, <laughs> which that's that's what's good about this because we can you know kind of lighten it up a, a little bit. Um, but do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Um, I guess the biggest thing is oral care is health care. Um, it is a major part of healthcare, so don't neglect your oral care. And I, I believe I'm not sure the exact person that made the quote, but be true to the teeth that you want to keep. <laughs> it's, that's not my quote, but an, an anonymous um, quotation. So yes, <laughs> I love that so much fun, so much fun. Well, you know, I, this this has been very enlightening, um, and and a lot of fun, and hopefully people are thinking about it. You know, do you need to to talk to your loved ones? Probably. Right. Yes, um, yes. You know, and and so be thinking about that. Be thinking about your own oral yeah. health. Um, you know, your these these be the only only real teeth that you get. You can get other ones, but you know, you right. Can, <laughs> exactly. um, and Deb- yeah. So you know, so I'm Deb Creer. I've been having so much fun talking with Dr. Christy Michelle Hogue. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.